Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from the Battery Atlanta, it's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 937. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. And with that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming, you can listen anywhere, anytime. Folks, you got to get that. Beaver Toyota, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Got Road Dog over in Athens getting ready for that Kirby Smart press conference. Hey, Road Dog's got to get it set up over there. DT's in the house ready to go on this Thanksgiving week, which in sports means we got a ton of college football rivalry games this week, brother. So a lot to break down. Always look forward to Thanksgiving. I believe it could be the favorite holiday. Plenty of good eating, plenty of great college football. Does it get any better than that? Then after Thanksgiving goes, it's time to get the Christmas decorations out. We don't do it prior to Thanksgiving. Is that a, is that a day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, pretty thing? much a day after. How do you thing. Fe- how do you feel about this uh, this big one on Friday? Big NFL game on Friday on Black Friday. Uh, you know, I, I scan through the. You know, the NFL is a back burner thing for me. we got so much great rivalry college football games. I'm totally into that. So what game are you talking about on Friday? It's, uh, what is it? The Dolphins and the Jets? Is it on Prime? Is that right? Yes, 3 o'clock, right in the middle of the day. But well, we get we get football tonight. Well, how about tonight? we got Thursday, the Eagles and yeah. Chiefs, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday again next weekend. And how about next door at the Roxy? My goodness. It's a big the one batteries, tonight, huh? John, we got four bands showing up for this one. And apparently there's some devil worshiping going on. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. Hey, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. <laughs> take. <laughs> the Braves uh, drove up the price tag on Aaron Nola, and the Phillies were not about to let him get away, especially to the Braves. So Philadelphia stepped up with seven years, $172 million. And if they don't win two World Series over the next seven years, they're going to regret that move. So now our Braves focus in on Sonny Gray, who claims he wants to play on a contender. His market value, that would be three years and $60 million. The Braves can comfortably take that on. But the Cardinals and the Giants are reportedly in play and ready to overpay. That could be a problem. So we're about to find out how serious Sonny Gray is about the contender thing. 
And now to the elephant in the room. You see him over there? You should. Do the Braves have a serious offer on the table for Max Fried? His market value? Six years, $145 million, $24 million a year. That would be the largest annual salary in Braves history. And because there's so many examples of over 30 high-end starters getting paid big money and having their performance level drop, guys like Sale and Corbin and, what is it, Rodon, the Braves are probably reluctant to give up $24, 25000000 million a year for Freed. So are the Braves going to trade him? I've got this at a 40-60 kind of thing, 40% Braves re-up with Freed, 60%. He's going to be moving on. But they can't just let him walk at the end of the season and get nothing, right? Other than a draft pick? Listen up. If the Braves are serious about winning another World Series, then they sign Sonny Gray and they re-up with Max Freed. Cut the checks. Let's go all in and win big. I think you nailed it. Big Take brought to you by our good friends at Dayco Systems Heating and Air, keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. So, DT, you shocked to see the Phillies step up, bring Nola back with big money. Uh, no, I wouldn't say shocked. Yeah, I figured he'd want to. Well, they saw the Braves getting involved, and boy, the last thing they wanted to see was Nola going to the Braves. Yeah, and it was going to take money whips. Worked it out. And, yeah, now turn your sights to Sonny Gray, as you say. Yeah, Sonny Gray a little bit older. That's why the market value on him would be a little lighter. Not expecting a super long deal. And, you know, but there's probably somebody saying, well, Baloo, what are you spending the Braves' money? Well, dude, all I saw was sold-out crowds left and right all season long. And all I've seen so far from the front office seems to be clearing out roster space and clearing out uh, Yeah, salaries. clearing out room on that 40-man. Yeah. I mean, we cut loose Shoemake, Schuster, and uh, Tonkin. I mean, we could sit here and name off about Soroka, 15 names, it seems okay. like. Yeah. Kyle Wright. And look, I understand the Braves' reluctance when you look around and you see all these high-end starters that are 30-plus years old and getting these huge contracts, and it rarely seems to ever work out. So I understand the reluctance. But what's the alternative? Lose again in the first round of the postseason this coming year? And we got a team that could win it all. If we address and solidify this pitching staff, both the rotation and the bullpen. I was about to say, uh, based on what we've done already, you got to feel pretty good about this bullpen moving forward for the next couple of years. Yeah, and I tell you what, Sonny Gray looks like a guy that has a little bit of game left with the way he's pitched the last two seasons up in uh, Minneapolis. So the Minneapolis uh, Twins, as you would yeah, call them. Yeah, the Minneapolis <laughs> Twins. Uh, you know, they're just some of these professional franchises that seem to be embarrassed by the home city. So they want to go with the state. I just don't get it. And I'm just trying to keep it real on this show. And we're going to do it now as we uh, drop another Buck Blue Show college football top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Go! 
Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, heading into week 13. Here's the way I see it. Georgia stays number one. They've won 28 in a row, and they're playing their best football of the season. Just ask Tennessee, who got knocked out at home on Saturday. Moving up from three to two. Alabama. They killed Chattanooga. Who didn't know? Chattanooga, who didn't know that? Alabama's won nine in a row. Milrow's been fire. 13 touchdowns in his last three games. They are playing so much better at such a higher level than Texas is, who beat them like back as the season got underway. I've got Alabama, number two. Dropping from two to three, Michigan. Playing without Harbaugh on the sideline Saturday. Wolverines won at Maryland over the weekend. They led that game 23 to three. That got a little, uh, a little dicey got there. Back in it there, though. I've got Ohio State staying at four. And a truck, a bad Minnesota team at home on Saturday in the big horseshoe. So those of you saying, Baloo, you're crazy. You got Michigan over Ohio State. Well, yeah, I value a road win in conference over trucking some bad team at home. And do I need to remind you, Buckeye fans, what Michigan has done to you the last two years? We'll be talking about it this week. Uh, Moving up out of consideration into the fifth slot, the Washington Huskies. Won a tight game in Corvallis on the road against Oregon State in bad weather. Horrendous weather. So I value that. Huskies moving up to five. Under consideration, I dropped Florida State out of the top five. Look, the college football playoff committee does not factor injured elite quarterbacks into their equation. The Buck Belue Show does. Jordan Travis going down. We'll talk more about Florida State coming up later in the show. Also considered Texas and Oregon. So the top five heading into week 13. I got Georgia one, Alabama two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, UW five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Got a problem with that, DT? Uh, Buck, it's funny. If you say that, I think yours... Would be pretty much if we're just doing an actual power. If we were trying to keep it real. If we're doing power rankings as yeah. you're doing, as you're not sorting them for a college football playoff or ranking them in your AP top five, I I don't think I could argue with any of this. Let me I, ask think, you. I think George is the best team in the country. I think Alabama right now is the second best team in the country. Right, Alabama. If they played Michigan today, who would win? I believe Alabama would. If Alabama played Ohio State today, who would win? I'd put my money on Alabama. If Alabama played Washington today, who would win? I'd take Alabama to cover. If Alabama played Florida State or Texas or Oregon today, who would win? Double digit uh, line. Yeah, body slam. So, uh, but yes. If you're if you're if you were you know if you're doing a, a, a playoff ranking, putting the best four teams and the most deserving, Alabama isn't going to be there. But yeah, if we're doing straight power rankings, Buck, I have no problems with this list: Georgia, Bama, Michigan, Ohio State, UW back there. Oregon might have something to say, Buck, but we're going to be able to see that um, two weeks from now 
UW and Oregon back at it. And three and four are going to take care of themselves. Michigan, Ohio State playing each other this week. Yeah, so. Oregon uh, not not playing SEC defenses. No, Let okay, that's fair. That. Okay, yeah. yeah, they're they're scoring points though. That's for sure. Yeah, against Pac-12 defense. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Where that's they're fair. really not playing any defense at all. The best I can tell. I can't wait to look forward to next weekend on on top of this weekend, Buck. Whew. All right, coming up next, I'm going to give Kirby Smart some advice like he needs it, right? And then Tech Bowl eligible. We'll talk about it next. You got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. How about Tech? A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Six eighty and ninety three seven, and the traffic man. It was manageable today, DT. You got to know it's Thanksgiving week when you show up, and you. It's not a parking lot with four lanes coming southbound on four hundred. Loving it, man. Gotta love these holidays. And I tell you what, I saw the sales staff had their big meeting this morning, and my first thought, I saw. Colin and they're running the, the meeting, and I thought he's got to be telling them that you're wasting your time making sales calls this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was laying into him, Buck. That's what I was no, Colin, expecting. Colin, we had to tell him, right? I mean, nobody's taking your sales call this week on Thanksgiving. I mean, most of these people aren't even at work. That's the happy little secret, Buck. It's unspoken. I thought I was trying to uh, read lips. I thought Colin was telling him, catch up on your paperwork this week. But as far as on-air host and sports talk radio in the Deep South go, man, we are locked and loaded this week with all this rivalry stuff going on in college football. Let's find out what's popping. (laughs) Popping, man. Uh, Bulldogs destroyed Tennessee on Saturday up in Knoxville. Nothing went right for the Volunteers other than the first play of the game. Where they blocked it really well. C.J. Allen uh, disappeared at the linebacker spot. I tell you, that Jalen Wright, he can pick him up and put him down. I guarantee you he hit 20 miles an hour plus on that touchdown sprint. After that, nothing went right for Tennessee. Even Dolly, her audio, her little earpiece, she had no audio for Rocky Top. As if she really needed it. Now, let's look at that Bulldog offense, man. Five trips in the red zone, five touchdowns. Can't get any better than that. 
9 of 13 on third down. No wonder they lead college football or the SEC in third down conversions offensively. And then dominated the time of possession. You see this? Georgia had the ball 41 minutes. Tennessee 19. And let me just, uh, we don't talk about this enough, but this Georgia offensive line totally dominated. Even though, Todd, you had uh, Ratledge get hurt and had to leave the game, injured his knee. Hopefully, Tate's going to be okay. But I tell you what, that offensive line didn't get enough credit. They're going like eight deep of quality. And we just don't brag on them enough here on this show. Clean pockets for Carson Beck. He only got sacked one time. Threw it 30 times. Got sacked once. That's become quite the trend, Bucky. That was the first thing he mentioned after the old Miss game. Was yeah, and he's a smart guy. Uh, this offensive line knocked him off the ball with a run game. Georgia running backs, 32 carries, 124 yards. Basically four yards a carry. And Carson Beck was spinning it. 24-30, 298, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And Carson Beck, you know, somebody asked me on social media after the game my thoughts on uh, Beck and, and what he's doing. And so I broke it down the best I could. Pull this up. Uh, look, Carson Beck is, is playing in a great scheme as far as the X's and O's go. Great scheme. Bobo's putting together awesome game plans. He's got clean pockets. He's got playmakers. And what that allows the quarterback to do is perform at his highest level. And what Carson's really doing a great job of, we didn't see a lot of it with Stetson because Stetson was undersized. Carson is not. But Beck can see the entire field back in the pocket. And he's excellent in layering those throws into the, inter into the intermediate level of the field. He can throw it with velocity. And, man, he was cutting it loose on Saturday. He can throw it with touch when you've got to throw it over a linebacker. Great job layering the throws. He's got a nice combination of arm talent and touch. And he's making a lot of good, quick decisions. And I, uh, I base that on the fact that he's coached up at a high level by Mike Bobo. And then he knows when to run with it. Third down and five, he'll pull that thing down. You want to play man coverage, not have anybody in the middle of the field? No spy, no nothing. He's going to pull that thing down and run for the first down. Really smart of knowing when to run with it. Carson Beck, I give him an A grade for what he's done this season. And then defense, uh, by the way, McConkie didn't play. Uh, ankle was the problem, reportedly. They're going to heal him up, get him ready for Tech, and then Alabama. Uh, Dylan Bell stepped in, did a nice job. Five catches, 90 yards, had an 18-yard touchdown pass. And Rosemary Jack Saint played uh, big-time ball. Seven catches for almost 100 yards, had two touchdowns. Uh, defensively, defense allowed that touchdown sprint on the first play, then three points in the last three-and-a-half quarters. Talk about balling out. Tennessee, two for 11 on third down.
you got to give them an F on third down. They had 277 total yards. What happened to that hypo, that much-publicized hypo offense that disappeared on Saturday? You take away that first 75-yard touchdown sprint, their vaunted rushing attack, 24 runs for 55 yards. Let me do the math. 2.3 yards per carry. Dog shut them down. Ty Key with 10 tackles. Bullard with six. That defense looking good. And so they close the book on Tennessee. Kirby being asked about Alabama. Playoffs after the game, he would have none of it. He's focused on tech. We're not concerned with who's coming after us. We're concerned with who we're coming after. And our job is to get ready and prepared for a really physical, hard-nosed, a team that knows everything about us. Buster Faulkner's there. Their staff is Kevin Sherr's there. Brent Key's there. they got good coaches. you know. But it's not going to be the coaches that win the game. It's going to be the players. And it's going to be a tough game. And our kids have got to respect it, understand it, and go out and play physical. That's what football is. Yeah, Kirby has none of that looking beyond. Clean, old-fashioned hate. Coming up Saturday night, down on the flats. Tech in Georgia. Speaking of, uh, hey, let's talk Tech. Rutherford suits in motion. Haynes King up the middle with a hole. He's off 10-5. Touchdown. Touchdown, Jackets. And now, Bobby Dodd Stadium is starting to erupt. 2.22 to play, 30-22 to 22 Jackets. Yeah, the uh, the Tech call there, uh, Demetra getting really excited about that. How about Tech, man? Took down Syracuse, and for the first time in five years, the Jackets are bowl eligible after disposing of the Orangemen 31-22. Let's hear from Coach Key after the ball game talking about the joy that his team is experiencing. Yeah, I'm just excited for these kids, excited for the staff. Been working their tails off really since January 6th uh, as a team to you know put these things together and uh, really continue to elevate ourselves every week to, to who we are as a, as a football team, and I think we're continuing to do that. Yeah, really impressed with the job Brent Key has done. He and his staff have done a wonderful job, lifted up this tech program big time from where they were with Jeff Collins and his staff running the show. Especially those kids who stuck through and, yeah. and, and stayed around, haven't been to a bowl game. Good for them. Yeah, and it, their offense has been um, enjoyable to watch. When I've tuned in to see Tech football, Haynes King Haynes is King's really exciting for player. the most part yeah. has played his tail off. He's not only uh, doing the job throwing the ball around, but a guy that can come in and run with it and be a threat running the football. He needs to do a better job protecting the football, but otherwise, well, that, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's electrifying. Against Clemson had four picks. Yeah. Dude, I went up there and had five interceptions when I was playing. Well, you so got to clean that up, You man. think winning in Death Valley is easy? I wouldn't imagine so. I mean, seriously. Well, last time I was there, it looked pretty easy for Georgia, but that was a while ago. Yeah, so Tech looking to go, uh, go bowling, man. Congratulations to the Yellow Jackets. You know, I was looking at some of the uh, uh, bowl projections, and apparently it looks like Tech may be targeted for Boston to play in the Fenway Bowl. That'd be kind of fun for them, yeah. December the 28th, That would uh, they're, they're projecting Georgia Tech to play Memphis up in Boston on December the 28th. And uh, that'll change. Those will go back and forth, but that'd be what a unique experience, obviously, to play a game in Fenway Park. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so here we go. Number one, Georgia taking on 6-5 and five Georgia Tech, bowl eligible. 
Saturday at 7.30 down on the flats at Bobby Dodd. ABC's going to carry that on the TV side. Georgia's won five in a row over Tech. And the last three by a combined score of 134 to 21. 134 to 21. Uh, Beating up on Jeff Collins' jackets over the last three games. Uh, Brent Key has the jackets playing at a much higher level than what Jeff Collins did. So here we go, man. I want to talk more about Florida State. Let's find out what's popping. Now we can. So get closer to the college football playoffs. We'll have the playoff committees top 25 that will come down tomorrow night. And Florida State, they will be in the playoffs if they beat the Gators later this week. And then if they beat Louisville in the ACC championship game. Can they do that without Jordan Travis? And let me just tell you, Saturday afternoon when I saw the video of Travis and that fractured leg, man, uh, I mean, I just uh, I freaked out when I saw that. My goodness, it brought back some terrible memories of Auburn snapping my leg in half. Not as severe as what Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, experienced. So Travis, Heisman Trophy-worthy quarterback, is obviously out for the season. His career could be over. He's a senior. He was looking to enter the NFL draft, I would imagine. And so he won't be playing in in at least a, a year or two. With that significant of a leg injury, I feel my heart goes out to Jordan Travis and his family today. And uh, Tate Rodemaker steps in for Florida State at quarterback. He is a junior who's waited patiently. And I know Tate personally, he and his dad. Tate was the quarterback at Valdosta High a few years ago and broke some of my passing records down in Valdosta, so uh, pulling for Tate to step in and get the job done, which he did on Saturday. And here's something you need to know, is the College Football Playoff Committee does not factor injury into their decision of determining who the four playoff teams will be. And, you know, I find that unbelievable, because the Buck Blue Show, we do factor in the injury to a big-time All-American caliber quarterback that's now out for the season. How do you not factor that in? How is that not a discussion for the college football committee? Is it their job to determine who the top four teams are at the 1st of December as we get ready to head into the bowls and the playoffs? I just find this unbelievable. They will not even factor that into their decision. Would you leave out an undefeated conference champion just because, I mean, without their... Because their, they're all-American quarterback quarterbacks out? out? So would you Heck do that? yeah. Does that sound unreasonable? Uh, no, I understand that. Now, it is true, undefeated Power 5 conference champions You're have in. never missed the playoffs. You're in. But under these circumstances... I just, I guess I'm out of control here, trying to keep it real. You are out of control, bud. But I just don't know how you don't factor that in. I could argue you're projecting forward. 
And we need to look at what the team has done. Oh, how so about far. just considering the drop-off at quarterback play? But, well, the, the backup certainly looked good. I know the, the competition wasn't yeah, Tate the maker, uh, came in and blew, came in blew and doors job, after yeah. that, yeah. But there's drop-off. There, there's going to well, be drop-off. That's, that's expected, yeah. And I tell you, I saw some video on social media of a lot of the Seminoles that were watching the NFL action yesterday from Jordan Travis's hospital room being there with their quarterback. That was a feel-good thing there, seeing that. So much trash on social media. It's really sort of uplifting to see something like that thrown out on social media. And if it uh, <clears throat> if the playoff started today, and it won't, but if it did, looks like we'd have Michigan and Washington in the Rose Bowl. So the Pac and uh, you'd have the uh, Pac-12 and the Big Ten matching up. And I'm sure the elitist Rose Bowl is. Uh, would be thrilled what with a that. Happy traditional Rose yeah, Bowl. Yeah, they there. would That's be nice. thrilled with that. Michigan and Washington. And we'd have Georgia and Florida State in the Sugar Bowl in the other national semifinal. Another traditional, that's a traditional Sugar Bowl matchup. Back Last the time they met, 2003 in the Sugar Bowl. Dogs beat up on them 26-13. D.J. Shockley, the quarterback. In that. I was there for that one by that. Anquan Bolden running, uh, playing for Florida State. That was a good one. And then the projections would say the national championship game in Houston would be Georgia and Michigan. By the way, we've got some of these conference look championship games that are already uh, locked in, like Georgia and Alabama. Looking forward to that. Got the ACC title game set, Louisville and Florida State. Got the other three, though. Uh, we'll play out this week, later this week. Pac-12 title game. Got Washington that punched their ticket with that win in Corvallis. Uh, Oregon's got to beat Oregon State. This weekend to punch it and set up that matchup, rematch Washington and Oregon if the Ducks can beat the Beavers. And then we got Big Ten title game, uh, 8 o'clock. Uh, that would be uh, conference championship Saturday. That would be a night game. Uh, Michigan and Ohio State winner will play Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Big 12 title game. To be announced, TBD. Texas, if they beat Texas Tech this week, they're in. Oklahoma State, if they beat BYU, they're in. The Cowboys lost to BYU. Oklahoma, if they beat TCU, well, the Sooners would be in. And if both Oklahoma State and Oklahoma lost this week and K-State beat Iowa State, K-State would be in. So, obviously, uh, we've got a big week in college football with all the rivalry games and a lot at stake as you look around. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, far side line, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Georgia-Alabama lined up. Another SEC championship game coming up December the 2nd, Saturday at 4 o'clock. CBS will have that one. 
Alabama 3-0 against Georgia in the SEC championship games. 2021, you remember uh, Bryce Young, the MVP? They torched Georgia 41-24 in that game. Now, Georgia came back and beat Alabama in the national title game that, that year. But Georgia lost the SEC title game there. 2018, Tide beat Georgia 35-28. And uh, Tide went on to win the national championship. Uh, 2012, Alabama beat Georgia 32-28. Eddie Lacy looked like an 18-wheeler running around that day. But uh, Georgia broke that seven-game skid to Alabama the last time out in the natty, uh, January 10th, 2022. And so maybe the uh, the hexes or the domination by Alabama is over and done with. With that one, speaking of the SEC title game, every year the SEC does an awesome job of, of recognizing big-time players from each of the SEC programs from days gone by. And they call it the SEC Legends. And want to give a shout-out and a congratulations to former Georgia running back, Noshon Moreno, who's going to be the Georgia representative with the SEC Legends. Had Noshon on the show a couple of weeks ago. Really fun hanging out with Noshon at the bookstore recently. He was a uh, two-time first-team All-SEC running back. Uh, when he left, number four on the Georgia rushing list and was a first-team All-American in 2008 when he ran for over 1,400 yards and 16 touchdowns. So congratulations to Noshon Moreno being uh, recognized as an SEC legend representing the University of Georgia for the SEC championship game weekend. Hey, the fan is the only place to be on college football Saturdays. Join the fan this Saturday. Uh, our team's going to be broadcasting live from 12 to 3.30 at the $3 Cafe in McDonough. With 680, the fan college game day. Want to invite you to come on by, see the team, enjoy Atlanta's best wings and coldest beer. This Saturday, $3 Cafe in McDonough, $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings, and family-friendly sports bar. Falcons have made another move, and we'll talk about it next. You're listening to the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Keeping it real here on 680. Started with the Braves today. Braves drove up that price on Nola. Take that, Phillies. 
And I guess we focus in on uh, Sonny Gray. Just wonder, uh, have we offered Max Freed a market value contract? Trying to keep it real with the uh, college football rankings. Just find it a little unbelievable that, see, I look at the playoff committee and I think, okay, their job, their one job is to identify the top four teams at the end of this. Who are the top four teams? Right? I mean, that's their job. And yet they're not going to factor in an injury to an All-American caliber quarterback. So they're not really identifying the top four teams. They're just looking at resumes. It's an age-old question of do we want the top four teams or do we want the top four deserving yeah, teams? Yeah, well, I want to see the top four teams yeah, knocking heads. Yeah. Well, what if this uh, this backup, oh, I want to call him Buttermaker, but I know it's Rodermaker. Yeah, Tate Rodermaker. What if, what he's, if he's, he's done playing a really at a, good job at a high level, he's had a chance? Yeah. What if he plays at a high level? There's going to be drop-off. I mean, we're talking That's about fair. a... All-American caliber quarterback. I don't think it's right to uh, captain team, of the football a team, team. In, the, in a major conference, the ACC to go undefeated, win the win the conference championship. Conference championship. If they do that, they still have the two more games to do that. I don't see how you can keep a team up like that. Well, Just because my you're trying to identify the top four teams. No, I certainly understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just think I, I, I don't think you can keep out an undefeated conference championship. So without, no matter regardless, unless they're cheating, like uh, Florida State Michigan. without their quarterback, they're going to beat Alabama. You told me earlier, no. I wouldn't think that they would do it even with their quarterback. So yeah. we're not trying to identify the top four teams. We're just looking it's at age old debate. Yeah. Hey, let's talk Falcons football. Man. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, so we get Falcons and Saints this week. Talk about rivalries, baby. Now the blood's going to be boiling for this one. One o'clock here in Atlanta on Sunday at MBS. Both teams coming off bye weeks. Rise up! Saints, I noticed, they have not beat a team with a winning record this season. Really two teams in the same, sort of the same place. Unfortunately, the Falcons don't have a winning record, so that wouldn't bother them. Yeah, both teams coming off a bye, using the time to try to get things figured out. Both teams struggling for the most part. I mean, they beat, we've, both teams beat a few bottom feeders. Both teams with quarterback issues. We go back to Desmond Ritter. And the Saints, man, I checked in with one of my Saints sources who's going to join me on the show tomorrow as we get to the bottom of this. Derek Carr expected to be back on Sunday. Now, is that good news or bad news? It's funny you say that, Buck. Uh, as they call him in the locker room, the infiltrator, Justin uh, Bernie was in here. I was, I was asking him as a Saints fan, do you, who do you want playing quarterback right now, Carr or Winston? We know the deal with, with Jameis, though. He's going to sling it all over the place, and he's probably going to turn it over. At least Carr's done a decent job of protecting the football. Well, that would be the turnover poll with Ritter yes, and Winston exactly, going out. Absolutely. And uh, my Saints insider said uh, he expects Derek Carr to be back in there. He got a concussion a couple of weeks ago, a little uh, shoulder dinged up. But he's expecting Carr to take the snaps on Sunday here in Atlanta. Yeah, probably good news for Saints fans. Yeah. When I asked about Jameis Winston, my Saints source said he is crazy. This just uh, Jameis Winston. <laughs> Everybody in that locker room knows he's a little bit crazy. And by the way, both head coaches under some heat. 
here heading to the final seven games of the regular season. Dennis Allen needs to win. They're going to fire his butt down there. So pressure on Allen, the head coach of the Saints. Pressure on Art Smith, as I see it. And when you fall on your face these last seven games, I think Art Smith is gone, as Saban would say. Gone. And I'm hearing a lot of talk, and I'm seeing a lot of talk about the Falcons going to the playoffs. And I just got to snicker at that when I see that. I mean, locally, and I know that other station, they're the home of the Falcons. But talk about over the top. My, it's sort of shameful. Some of that coverage over there. Talking about the playoffs. Look, as far as the Falcons go here, are they capable of... <clears throat> my question and my thought process as I try to keep it real is we're four and six right now. Are we capable of winning when it comes to the playoffs? So what's the goal here? Are we just looking to try to make the playoffs? Just to get whooped by maybe the Cowboys. And then we Cowboys. go and get embarrassed in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, Dan is that what we're looking to do? Get trucked like 50 to 6 come playoff time? Man, I'm looking to have a team that can get to the playoffs and win in the playoffs. That's what I'm hoping. Obviously, that is not this year. With all this poor play calling... Uh, Ritter back in there. He's a turnover machine. We're going to go back to him. The defense is trending down. Hopefully we can put it together and win on Sunday. Falcons are a one-point favorite. Checking out the line in that one. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Man, and I'm looking forward to the Georgia high school football playoffs coming up after Thanksgiving meal on Thursday. Gets cranked up on Friday. We got the state quarterfinals going on. And boy, I tell you, 7A is locked and loaded with quality football teams. Carrollton, who took care of my Valdosta team on Friday night, taking on Walton. That's going to be a mammoth matchup there. Big time matchup. How about Buford and Grayson going at it? Wow. Camden County taking on Mill Creek in one of the other quarterfinals. A classic Metro Atlanta, South Georgia. But that's what that's what you live for. Mark. Yeah, Those and the then uh, the one I really got my eye on, Milton, faces Colquitt County. Ooh, uh, we called them Moultrie back in there the day. But Grayson and uh, I believe uh, GPTV is going to have the Milton Colquitt game Friday night at seven thirty. Looking forward to seeing that. And uh, looking forward to seeing you at Casino Night, Thursday, December the 7th, 6 to 10, presented by First Horizon Bank, benefiting Atlanta Community Food Bank. Admission, 125 bucks a person. It's got all, we're going to have all the Vegas-style games you love. At the end of the night, you'll cash out and cash in on some amazing prizes. Hope you'll be a part of it. Head over to 680thefan.com slash casino and reserve your spot today. Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Back tomorrow. Glad you're with me today on the Buck Palooza Show. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. 
First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.